Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and I am once again your host for today. Um, well, as we shared in last um, last time we had an episode, this summer we are going to have some conversations on this podcast that is sharing some big picture things happening here at FBC. Um, last time we talked about the idea of partnering with parents, and here we get a chance to talk about that big word, discipleship. And, um, you know, that word disciple is in our mission statement here at church. And sometimes people might be scratching their heads and say, what does that look like? And what does that mean? And um, a lot of hard work has been going on behind the scenes here at FBC to really flush that out. And I have two of the experts with me in this world. Yes, you can laugh. I love it. So um, we will get to explain why you're here but let me first introduce you i have sue sanford to my right how are you sue i'm doing great and your husband's name is tim tim yes everybody knows him and i'm oh you're tim's wife yes yes Mm -hmm. you know it's which is great it could be also or you're somebody's mother as well yes or grandma or grandma yes especially at vbs this week yes seven of them here Ah. awesome yeah that's amazing so Give us your family. How many kids do you have? So I have four. Uh-huh. Four four born to me and then four that married in, which is awesome. And then um, there's nine grandkids total. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Congratulations. It's, it's the Lord. Yeah. I'm telling you. I yeah. love it. Just... Marlon, you don't have that big of a family. Not yet. No. Not yet. But I have Marlon Beitzel over here to my life, my left. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So say hello, Marlon. Hey there. <laughs> Introduce yourself. So you sure. have been on a podcast with me once or twice before. Sure. Um, you are now officially an elder here at FBC. Correct. Um, what other roles have you gotten yourself into over the many years you've been here at FBC? Sure. Well, Sue and I are on the discipleship um, leadership team okay. together. Um, so that's one of the roles I have. Um, and my wife Dawn and I serve on that team. And we're also small group leaders coming up this fall. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, we have taught some learning centers, and we lead out a bit in uh, F3 downstairs, have from the beginning. Uh, we do pre-marriage counseling, so just a variety of roles here. A whole in the variety of roles. Um, and you were also on what was called a task force yeah. a, a couple of years, years ago kind of some behind-the-scenes things that went on that initiated even the Sanfords to move to town. Yeah, I remember meeting with that task force. Yeah. It was right. when we very first were thinking about coming. Yeah, we came and met with, it was a big group. Yep. How intimidating was it? How scary It wasn't was too. It? it wasn't too intimidating, <laughs> but there were some moments that was like, hmm. Am <laughs> I going to fit in here? But Do they I'm want gonna us? I'm not going to name names or anything. <laughs> yeah. No, good. Yep. No. Not not ending easy. with the word last name Carrie or anything. Like that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think he was on it, was he? No, no. no but so there was a task force that was initiated a few years back. Give yeah. us the history of that because it really helps set up our conversation here today about discipleship. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know exactly how the task force got initiated. I think the elders said, "You know what? We're we're the elders at that time, and I was not an elder. We're busy with." Just the day-to-day running of, of things at the church and decisions, et cetera. And they said, we, we need to take a step back and see, you know, there's a lot of great things going on here at Fellowship Bible Church. But what are the things that maybe we need to focus on again um, in the future that maybe we have in the past or 
or a new focus as we're going in the future that we really believe as, as elders, um, the role is to shepherd the flock and to uh, say, what are the things we can put in place that makes it more likely that people will grow in maturity in Christ and that we can present uh, people full and, and fully mature in Christ. And um, so they, they asked the task force, a group of men and women, to come together, and we, we spent several months um, talking about all kinds of ideas, like should we have a different style of worship? Should we change the venue, the times? Should we uh, do more adult learning centers or less? Or you know, all these crazy ideas that we started talking about. Um, and as we started brainstorming and getting to what is the heart of God when it comes to people getting to know him by salvation, but then in growing in him, um, what, what would he really say um, we should be putting our efforts towards next? And we kept coming around to this idea of discipleship. and um, Which really, is nothing new. No, nothing right? new. It's an age-old uh, idea that yeah. Christ himself, right at the beginning of his ministry, um, had on his mind. And we said, you know, as a church, we have some amazing teaching. We've got great things occurring and lots of good programs. But there are many who are not as closely connected with people on a day-to-day -day basis where it's pretty easy in this church to slide in the back door mm -hmm. and slide back out mm -hmm. and nobody knows me. Or people know me, but we have the opportunity to not be real, very real with people. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going through something and I just kind of feel like a number. And that's not happening for everybody in the church. <clears throat> But it certainly can be the case. The larger we get, the more likely that is to occur. And so we said we really need to be focused on discipleship and small groups, hmm. and we need to renew our efforts in that. When Fellowship Bible Church started, it was um, you know a sermon on Sunday morning. At the end of that sermon, Mark Carey would field questions from people. It was a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, something like 80% or more of people were involved in small groups throughout the week. And there were a lot of uh, individuals meeting together and growing and saying, hey, I just learned this. And I see this in your, your life. Are you aware of that? Do you need some help with that? So that's what was the probably the biggest thing that came out of that task force was to say, let's put some effort, let's put some resources, let's uh, find some people who can help us, Tim Sanford, mm -hmm. um, with those kinds of efforts to really focus in on discipleship. And part of it is defining what do we mean by discipleship? Mm. And then um, let's give examples of kind of best practices that we see happening. And let's uh, provide resources so we can see more of those kinds of things occurring within the church. So you guys met over a period of time. Do you remember kind of when you started and when this task force ended? Because uh, this is a couple years ago. It was like early COVID. Mm -hmm. I remember that mm -hmm. because we were kind of meeting and is it okay to meet and all this? Um, and it it was probably a year plus yeah. that we were meeting. I don't know. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. And, yes. and so it was a lot of wrestling with these questions, a lot of, I'm sure, debates and mm -hmm. conversations where you're really just stewing and what are we doing here as a church? Yeah. Um, let me just kind of back up and big picture, read the mission statement, because sure. that really defines where your marching orders as a task force mm -hmm. were, where it stems from. Nothing changed from that mission statement Correct. out of your task force. So, and, and by the way, we didn't make decisions. 
Hmm. Our task force, men and women, put together our report, sent it to the elders and said, here's what we are hearing and seeing. Mm -hmm. And um, we did interview all the pastors. We interviewed a lot of leaders within the church. We were talking to friends and family and so forth. And we presented that to the elders and said, here's our thoughts. Mm -hmm. They took it looked at it, thought about it, prayed about it, and then started to make some decisions. And slowly but surely, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, course correcting a cruise ship, right? Uh, Just little slow corrections here and there, not even corrections aren't the right word, but adjustments Mm -hmm. to get back on a track that better falls in line with this mission statement, which says, out of a desire to glorify God as a spiritual community, our mission is to prepare and deploy dependent disciples of Jesus Christ who changed their world for him as they are being changed by him. Mm. And if that is our mission statement at FBC, then part of preparing and deploying dependent disciples, Mm. you guys really wrestled with the task force as a team to say, yeah, what is discipleship? And and here we are going to talk about the fruits Mm -hmm. of that kind of summary that you guys were really being led by the Spirit to say, yeah, we need to have more intentional discipleship you got it and so hence shopping around and looking for people who can really focus shopping is not the right word but yeah Yeah. (laughs) getting feelers out there of who does god have um either in our midst or out of fbc that can assist us with this that's right and so sue give us you and tim's background we've heard tim share a few times of kind of his story and what led you guys here but give us a perspective because his his pastoral title is pastor of discipleship that's correct right Right. so that that really and before then there was not a pastor of discipleship at fbc that's correct so you can see what the task force was initiating of how when where there were some changes to be made with uh pastor charlie spencer don den hartog john morrison and the adjustments um here we are now with uh, a couple new faces and Tim and you right, came. Right. So what did you see God doing in your lives along with FBC's lives to allow you guys to move here? Yeah, which is a great question. We, As we were finishing up our ministry with, um, well, now Ethnos 360, um, it, it's funny because, you know, the Lord has always had discipleship on our hearts throughout our entire ministry. And I remember sitting around the tables with, we were meeting with the elders before we came when we were kind of talking about coming and um, they were describing what they were looking for in in a discipleship pastor. And I was sitting there just kind of smirking um, because, you know, it was a big move for us. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're we're not young chickens, you know, we kind of had some roots down where we were and all of our family was there all of my side of the family and so it was kind of a big big decision to move here and when they were kind of describing what tim was going to be doing um one of them one of them asked um after all that they said so tim if you could do anything you wanted you know what would it be and i was just smirking because i'm sitting there going you just described like what he's described to me, (laughs) exactly what he is made for. So that was just more confirmation. And then when we did come and meet with the task force, I remember thinking, and Tim and I got in the car afterwards, and we're just like, we've been in a lot of churches throughout our ministry. And it has been just really encouraging for us to 
it's like you guys already have a lot of people discipling. Mm -hmm. You already have a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. even if you want to say programs that are kind of geared towards discipling, there's so much going on. And yet, as a group of leaders saying, hey, we don't want to miss those people that are just sneaking out the back door on Sundays. Mm -hmm. We want to try and we want to keep doing more. We want to, and that was just really um, encouraging and and impressive to us of the work that the Lord's doing here. Just a lot of discipleship going. We've heard on. Tim say that also. We've heard Tim yeah. say, "I'm not here to change a lot of things." Right. He's he's basically saying there's a lot of good things already happening. So right. how can there be just kind of the again the, the the slight adjustments or tweaks to allow all of us better realize and recognize that's our calling. Yeah, as a church and as individual to create, prepare, deploy dependent disciples. Yeah, and you know it might be something like where I've been a believer for some time, and I've I've got a friend who is a believer, and I see them going through some things, and I want to help them, and I'm like, I'm not sure how to help them. So we want to provide those resources. Mm. We want to have a person where uh, an individual like that could go to uh, Tim Sanford or somebody else on the team and say, you know, we got the, this couple in our small group. Here's what they're going through. And I don't know how to help them. So that's that resource where now the individual who's close to them can walk through that situation and help the, the, the individual grow and, and turn towards Christ during that and to grow so that they are now uh, more mature than they were before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do a lot of teaching from the pulpit, and that's fantastic. And we should be all about that as a church. But there's a difference between teaching and training. Mm. And if I could say, you know, starting to define discipleship a little bit, that's really what we're talking about with discipleship. It's more not this uh, theoretical teaching, which is important, but it is now let me walk alongside of you and let me show you something new. And now you try that something new and let me kind of look over your shoulder. And we know that that's what this relationship is about is to help train one another Mm. for righteousness. Mm. Um, So that's the difference in discipleship versus sitting and uh, taking more notes. I I like to say that Jesus never said to his group of followers, take a pew and a pen (laughs) and start taking notes. Instead, he said, come, follow me, Mm. and we're going to be walking, and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. He's not only saving us, but he is making us something new uh, where we have something to pour into another individual. Mm. That's what discipleship really is starting to look it takes like. takes a little, a little bit of humility on both ends of it of somebody who is receiving the discipleship and right. saying yes, putting their hands out there and saying yes, just look at me, here's what I've got going on. But mm-hmm. also the person who might be imparting knowledge, there's also a lot of humility that goes yeah. into that as well of being open to have a mutual conversation and a mutual relationship sure. with with people. Um, I think that I think that's what that the discipleship team too, like the resources are really important to us. But I think also what you're saying mm-hmm. there is just the awareness of, hey, I'm a disciple. Yeah, you know, the willingness to be somebody who's gonna go and see that person sneaking out the back and going, hey, um, maybe coming alongside, or maybe you're the person sneaking out the back, and we want to say to you, you are called by the Lord, you know, to be a disciple and to 
to be a part of mm. this group of believers and just that awareness mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, to be yeah, thinking that way. That's good. There's a lot of applications coming out of this. I can already see, yes, mm-hmm. we're going to have the discipleship leadership team outside of the back doors just being the bouncers in the worship room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that will not be a part of our, our yeah. list here. No, but um, so, so remind us then of when you guys moved into, ta- into town. Um, because Marlon, you're referencing early COVID of yep. when this was happening, and remind us how long have you all been in town? So we moved here April 24th of last year. Mm. So we've been here a little over a year now. A little over a year. Uh-huh. We pulled in, and all of the trees were blooming, and it's very pretty. Awesome. And so since you've been here, um, I feel like the congregation has seen Tim because he's been in the pulpit. Um, preaching, mm-hmm. and yet there's been a lot of things going on behind the scenes with this pastor of discipleship, going beyond just preaching from the pulpit. And so here we are today, you guys have some papers in front of you, where I feel like that there's been a lot of prayer, a lot of thought into creating um, just some talking points, if mm-hmm. I say that, of what does this really look like? You're already kind of sharing a lot of them right now. But what has Tim been working on? Yes, A, once you become a pastor of discipleship, let's grab a leadership team. <laughs> so yeah, totally. so forming some people. So walk us through what you've seen him go through behind the scenes to to build kind of where we are today. Right, and and I think that is a great point in that Tim would be the first to say this, this definitely has been a team. Um, he has been so encouraged even sitting back and watching the team work. It's, it's really cool to see people's gifts and abilities come to life and when they're working on a project mm-hmm. that they have a heart for. And so I think that was what he was looking for at first to be on the team is just people who have already this heart of discipleship and wanting to see that like um, the task force. So he really mm-hmm. was looking at a lot of people from the task force because mm-hmm. they already had that heart mm-hmm. to be a part of the leadership team. And then then sitting down and talking about, okay, how do we want to um help the congregation to uh, help each individual to hear discipleship are they hearing it as this okay now i have to have gone through seminary or i've have to have so much time as a believer or i have to have you know what's what is their thinking when they're thinking the word discipleship um and i think that some of the stuff that we were working on in in that group is defining what is it and what isn't it Hmm. and helping people to see um, maybe where they're hung up in their minds or maybe where they need help to just start. Um, Maybe they feel like I could never be a disciple because I'm not learned enough, Hmm. you know, in scripture, or maybe I can't be a disciple because I'm don't feel like I'm good enough as a believer. Hmm. You know, all of we, I'm telling you, the enemy has tons of ways that he can discourage us from doing and being what the Lord has for us right. as a gift. Yeah. You know, right. this is such an uh, such a gift to us from the Lord to be able to disciple each other and to be discipled by each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of behind the scenes things happening. Definitely. Leadership team was formed, and you guys start putting kind of the pieces together of how can we best um, communicate what our what our hopes are for our body. Yeah. So share kind of what has been pieced together sure. and what have you guys been doing as a leadership team sure. to help share and cast this vision? Yeah, so first of all, let me say that don't look for a discipleship program mm. or some kind of 
new set of classes that everybody's going to go through, etc. Um, we certainly classes are great, but that's not what this is about. This is not the flavor of next year. All right. So where we are now is we have kind of wrestled with our thoughts of saying, when, when we talk about discipleship at Fellowship Bible Church, what do we mean? Um, because there's so many different definitions and, and quite often, believe it or not, discipleship in many places is here's a set of courses that you go through. And then here's a set of behaviors that you kind of uh, force yourself into. And now if you check all those boxes, it's like the Boy Scout thing of now you're officially a disciple. And that's not how Jesus looked at discipleship. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of have some, some main points of what we think discipleship looks like. And we've been uh, talking with many of the leaders here within the church. So small group leaders, uh, leaders of all the different ministries, and we're just saying, here's what we think it looks like, getting some feedback and kind of fine tuning that. And now we're starting to talk with the congregation as a whole. And so this is kind of one of those early steps of saying, here's what we think discipleship looks like. Mm -hmm. Here's what we think God is calling us to. Mm -hmm. And we think he's calling every believer towards discipleship, mm -hmm. both in being a disciple and then ultimately in discipling others. And so I think um, step one is defining some of those things and us kind of casting a vision of uh, here's what it looks like with real people whom you know. And it starts to take away the fear factor of it, of like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to grow, but I, I don't know how to do that or what does that look like? Mm. Um, so that's where we are now. We're, we're talking with a larger congregation, and then we're going to, uh, into the fall and the spring, we're going to be encouraging more and more discipleship occurring within our small groups. So one of the key points that you guys have been presenting and sharing to these small groups of people over the last few months is, yes, we are all called to discipleship. We're all called, and that's what I've been hearing in this conversation so far, just to summarize what you guys have been saying. Mm -hmm. Every single person is called to grow in their faith, and then to assist and pass that on to others around us and not to sit still. So once we then acknowledge that and come to grips with that, then what? Um, what does that look like? Because I think that's kind of some of the missing components that I think Tim is seeing and that the elders are asking the task force to really rack your brains around. What does that look like? If I'm going to say, yes, I'm willing to be discipled, or if I'm saying, you know what, I think I do have a little bit of just maturity and, and you know, age on my, on my skin here, and I'm thinking I can pass some things on to other people. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Yeah. You know, what do I talk about? Yeah. What does it look like? And I think that is kind of what the, the sticky point is, right? That's, yeah. where, <laughs> that's where people get a brick wall of what to do. What have you guys as a team really found uh, helpful to make those suggestions to have people step out and just start meeting together to do something? And yeah. what do you do there? <laughs> well, I mean, there's Big so question. many ways Loaded that we question, could go right? with that. I'm thinking, okay, what, what way does Marlon want to <laughs> track down that? But um, I have in front of me, like, our objective is to present every believer mature in christ mm. right that's the objective of discipleship so mm -hmm. if you don't have the same objective as the per person you're discipling mm. or being discipled by then then you're not going to reach your objective mm. so that and the source coming from obviously christ he's doing the work mm. right and the means of how we're doing that being the um 
relational discipleship yeah. that we saw Christ model. Yeah. And and those all come from verses that we picked um, uh, in, in Scripture, Colossians one twenty eight. the objective, you can look those up. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, where we're beholding him, and mm-hmm. as we behold him, mm-hmm. we're changed and transformed. And the means with the... Um, um, just that relational discipleship. And I think right here, I'd love to put a little plug in if you don't care, because the verse that we have for the means of discipleship, pouring out your life in, uh, in love into another person by following Christ's model, which he did, was First Thessalonians 2.8. And it says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Hmm. And the verse just before that, in verse 7, says, But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Mm. And that cue to me is like, I think in all of this talk of discipleship, sometimes we as people miss just that value of family discipleship. Mm. And, Mm. you know, you will see Tim out and about, and, and you might not see me necessarily as much involved in everything in the church because we do have a lot of kids Mm -hmm. you know and grandkids and I take that very seriously as far as discipleship goes and I think sometimes people get this huge thinking of okay now I have to find you know 10 people I have to Mm -hmm. disciple or Mm -hmm. I have to have all these people and it's like no you know just whoever the lord has brought into your circle it mm. may not be your kids it may not be that you have any or but there's going to be people in your circles um and mm. it may be in your family you may not be able to do more than just your own family at the time so i think just another tactic of the enemy is discouraging us from because now we have this mental picture of having to be this wonder people disciplers Mm -hmm. where it really isn't it's just walking with the lord listening to the holy spirit of hey lord who do you want me to have um input with who do you want me to go through life with and um and have them affect me and me affect them and but really important i think especially for moms lots of times if they're home if they're um with their kids it can be a discouraging thing thinking i'm not really not doing anything i'm really not i'm really not discipling anybody but mm-hmm. you know they have kids that mm-hmm. they're discipling every discipleship day. starts in the home yeah. and yeah, absolutely. that's that's where you're going with this yeah. is that who has got put around you who's got put right. in your circles well who are you living with yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, exactly that's a exactly. good start right and we we talked a lot about that of you know if, if you wanted a vision of what does discipleship look like, look what a good parent does, you know. And um, discipleship is really um, involves the, the head, the heart, and the hands, right? So for, for somebody to grow, they have to know some things. Mm-hmm. Every parent teaches their kids a lot of things. But you're not only just cramming knowledge into their brain, having them take notes. You're really helping to mold their heart towards God's heart. And then ultimately, that spills out into your hands. So... Um, discipleship looks like parenting. Parenting looks like discipleship. And it's interesting you were uh, referring to First Thessalonians. In that passage, it talks about um, that we were caring and loving and gentle like a mother. Mm-hmm. About three verses later, it talks about that we were exhorting like a father. Mm-hmm. So both are true, and we're, we're being a little bit stereotype here, but 
Um, when you're discipling, when you're parenting, it takes both uh, putting the arm around and sometimes giving a little bit of a kick in the backside mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it's not just a, hey, can't we just all get along and be happy and smiley at each other? And moms do both. Dads do both. But it is we are exhorting and we're saying, you're here. There's something better and that you can grow into. And we're encouraging our kids and we're saying, here's what you're becoming. We're doing that the same with one another here. We're saying, here's where you are, here's what you can become. Mm. And sometimes we just need uh, another individual to help point us in that direction. It's not like this, this person has this special knowledge and all that, but a, a discipler does that. Um, the, uh, there, there's a, a, a phrase in scripture where it says, you know, after Jesus was, had come back after his resurrection, and he's walking with some people, and they, they said, oh, that was Jesus, wasn't it? Didn't our hearts well up with them, within us as we walked with him along mm -hmm. the way? Mm -hmm. he, he was one where when you're walking with him, he's pouring into your life. He's pointing you in a direction and saying, this is where you can grow. That's discipleship. And I remember when I first became a dad and mm -hmm. a parent, I, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Seriously. How is this? I, I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I don't like attempting to be have a curriculum and have like lesson plans and feel like that I'm going to be teaching kids. But as I grew into it, I realized it was just those times in the car. Yeah. It was just right before bedtime. It was just, you know, breakfast. It's doing life mm -hmm. where the teaching yeah. occurred and it wasn't a sit down classroom. Now, th there are plenty of times where, yes, I had the opportunity to sit down and we had Bible studies and lessons sure. and going through scripture together with intentionality, but the discipleship didn't end there. Mm. It didn't end with the, the, the 30 minute family time, mm. you know, sit down. And that was our discipleship for the week. Yeah. No, it's just doing life. And so I think if we can, as, as a church and as believers have a perspective of, it doesn't have to be a formula doesn't have to be a curriculum mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a specific lesson plan yes those are all good things like you're saying marlon but how can we find the people in the circles around us to point them to christ and i think that's the that's the key step because you can do life with somebody you can have a relationship but then god is lacking in the comments mm -hmm. that's right and yes you can model christ to people but how can you take the next step to when you hear something happen of you know, I just had a friend who his father passed away. Mm. The funeral's coming up. Mm. You know, there's an opportunity where am I going to take that step and say, hey, do you want to meet? Or, mm. hey, God is, you know, he, he's, he cares for you. Mm. Like he loves you. You know, yeah. he can walk you through this. You know, where is God in these kind of situations in our comments mm. with the people around us for the discipleship to happen? Yeah. And, I, and so the parent analogy mm -hmm. rings true to me mm -hmm. because it's scary yeah. it's scary to think that yeah. yes i'm going to teach somebody something or somebody's going to teach me something you yeah know? and i'll tell you that's a great starting point though when you're a new parent and you're saying i am out of my league mm -hmm. <laughs> because right. that's exactly where god that's wants right. you yeah. and when when you're getting ready to pour into somebody else's life i mm. will guarantee you talk to any pastor any church leader any elder when they come into that role they're saying Oh my goodness! I am out of my league, mm. and that's where God wants you. Look at the di the disciples mm -hmm. when Peter, you know, it is a fascinating to study his life 
from the, the viewpoint of discipleship. He is just like, I am unlearned. I, I am out of my league. And God says, yep, will you feed my sheep? Mm-hmm. And he says, yes, I will. You know, there's a, another aspect of this that I think is really important. This is a good place to talk about this. So you think about parenting. Um, and there's two different ways of parenting. One is to make sure your kids don't embarrass themselves or you. And they just kind of behave, you know, and everything can look good on the outside. As long as you do that, we're okay, you know, because we're going to be a a well-respected family. Mm -hmm. I think often we look at Christian growth that way, quite honestly, and we look at discipleship that way. We often think, well, what I need to do, I've been saved, that's by grace, and now what I need to do is behave. And if I mess that up, I got to try again and I got to get it right because that's what God is looking for is behavior. Got to look the part. Mm. Yeah. And it is, uh, it is this pressure to do the right things. And if you do those right things long enough, then you're going to become a better person. All right. God talks about transforming us from the inside outward. All right. And it, it is not where God says, hey, you just kind of chill and sit back and, and wait for me to do my thing. He invites us to participate. And there are a lot of things that we know can uh, aid in our growth, all right? And he invites us to do those things. But just like with the kids, you know, you, you read that book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. It is all about the heart. So it's the head, the heart, and the hands. And you short circuit that whole growth pattern if you think, well, we're going to get some knowledge in these kids, and then we're going to make them behave. And the same thing is true with our hearts. Mm. God wants our hearts. He really wants to connect with our hearts. He wants us to grow in Him, and then we start to see true growth that affects those other areas yeah. as well. So if there's a friend that you see where, yeah, there could be some issues going on in that friend's life, are you going to go try to fix mm. that friend's issues? Yeah. Or do you go to the heart and the source of, where is God in this, and what's your understanding of God? Mm, and yeah. and so I know that you as a team have kind of pulled together a couple of key principles that it makes sense for everyone mm. to understand. And these are some good starting points because instead of, like you're saying, Marlon, to go fix the issue on the outside, how can we go to the heart and the heart source and as a, a discipleship um, kind of mentor, how can we look to these kind of key principles in somebody's life instead of fixing the results, let's go to the source. Right, right. And I think I was thinking about this earlier today. And, um, you know, when you're discipling somebody, even, well, and we're talking a lot about the parenting, when you're, when you're parenting, when you're talking to your kids, especially when they're older, um, you know, there's, there's often an issue, some blow up, and you're trying to figure out, you know, well, hopefully you're trying to figure out what is the, what is the source of where this is coming from? Mm -hmm. Like what's the, and how can I help them in a way that's going to connect that head knowledge that we've been teaching them all these years to this heart need, whatever it might be. And, you know, I was thinking about all the confusion that we have in society right now over the societal issues. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and how, okay, we talk about 
we believe the Bible. We talk about God being, you know, the we believe in God. We believe what he says, but do we believe in the authority of the word of God? Like, does the word of God actually have authority? And we may teach our kids, you know, um, yeah, we believe the Bible. But then when it comes to these societal issues, where are we going for our convictions on those issues? Are we... Are we going to the Word to see what it says? Are we going to Instagram? Are we even just letting our kids figure it out themselves um, or, or in general people? Um, so some of these eight things would be as you're discipling somebody, where do they stand on the authority of the Word of God? Because if we don't know some of those things, then when you go to talk about issues that they may bring up, what foundation do you have to lay that on, to lay anything that you're going to say if the Word of God isn't going to be their authority um, mm. on that issue or position in Christ? Mm. Um, that's another one of the, the fundamental, and you think about how that affects your everyday life, just knowing your position, where you stand. And um, I was thinking about how insecurities, you know, affect us every day and and what we're doing and how you might do something you're so insecure about it and maybe maybe I should have done this or shouldn't have apologized so much <laughs> you know or whatever but just um how you, when when it starts to when you start to value what you know about your position in Christ you might know yeah I'm accepted the lord loves me unconditionally but does it really affect me to where it's changing I where I care more about what he thinks of me than what she thinks of me and how does that affect my everyday interactions with people mm. like can I be free to sit here on this podcast in front of people I don't know you know that can be who knows thinking what mm -hmm. but I came in here today going Lord you made me I'm secure in you you love me whether I sit here and make a fool of myself in this <laughs> podcast you brought me here. So if I made a fool, then I won't ever get asked back. And that's okay, <laughs> that's because right. the Lord loves me, you know? And so those things just set us free. That's right. And that's what people are drawn to. You know, they're drawn to that relational. When, when Jesus is being shown out through your life as that shining light, they're drawn to that. They're not drawn to us as people. They're drawn to... Christ. Well, you've yeah. mentioned eight points, so yeah. I've heard you Sorry. say, mm -hmm. yeah, just we'll keep going here, but one, authority of God's Word, yeah. two, position in Christ. Uh, yeah. What are some of the others that you think are, are vital here? So worship, um, body life, um, grace as the foundation. Um, let's see, what else do we have on there? Ministry of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And view of God. View yep. Of God. So... How about this? How about I put these eight points in the, the podcast show notes so yep. we can get them out there for everybody. So look for that. Um, and I think it is important to, as as even a, a firm, mature believer, to look at these eight points and, man, can I communicate these? Yeah. Have I internalized these? Mm -hmm. So there's growth that any one of us Absolutely. can have in these eight kind of starting points. and um, There's I, growth that everyone of us will always we'll, have. We always, continually. Exactly, yeah. And so continue to pursuing the word to, to have God reveal what's, you know, where do I need to grow yeah. Yeah. in this? Yeah, yeah and, and on that note, um, so we were trying to think about how do we kind of try to visualize all this? Um, and what we came up with is um, 
Discipleship is a growth process. And it's very much like um, growing as an individual, as a, as a human. So there are those who are spiritually dead. Mm. They don't yet know that Jesus is the Son of God who mm-hmm. came to give them salvation. At some point, they come to that understanding through grace and faith, and now they are infants. Mm. And we should not be shocked at all that sometimes we behave like infants or people that we're working with will behave like infants. Well, no kidding. They're a month old, mm-hmm. right? So that person is going to have a different uh, set of growth than the next. So people go from being an infant to a young adult, and then to being adult, and then ultimately to being a parent, right? So however you want to show that. And we'll see some visuals later on on that. But what we're trying to show is it's not a linear path. Mm-hmm. There are folks, and in every area in my life, I've had some growth spurts, and then I kind of recycle back down here. And maybe in some areas I'm really growing, but in other areas I kind of circle back and I, I need some help in that particular area. So these eight things that we've talked about aren't like, okay, check these boxes. Now I've learned those. Mm-hmm. I've gone through the course. But if you think about, for instance, somebody with their understanding of God's word, if they are not a believer, they may know of the Bible. They may not. If they do know the Bible, they might be like, yeah, it's some good old book, you know, and maybe there's some knowledge in there, just like old poetry or something. But when somebody becomes a believer, now things shift a little bit. Now they start to see, well, this is God's word, and he's trying to give specific instruction to me. And they might start in the book of Genesis and just start reading through. And um, that's, a, that's a good first attempt. If you're a new believer, you don't know much about the Bible, right? But as you mature, then you might start to understand head knowledge, little bit more about the Old Testament and the New Testament and the epistles and the Gospels and then you might start understanding a little bit more of how to read in context of what was going on in that culture and what was God trying to say to the original author so wherever we are in that growth pattern there's something I can learn today and start trusting God more mm. as I learn more about Scripture now if all I'm doing is getting head knowledge it's wasted mm. that's why we have this emphasis in the church of saying, all right, we've got great teaching from the pulpit, but what, as people are learning that in their, their phase they're in today, they need somebody else to walk through it with them. So one of the ways you do that is in small groups. Mm-hmm. Discipleship should and will occur in small groups, but often a small group is 20 people and it can't really be effective to the level we want. Mm-hmm. So we wanna see, we wanna challenge small group leaders, make it smaller. One of the tenets we have on here is discipleship occurs in a small enough group that everyone can know and be known, that they can hear and be heard. Hmm. If you're in a group of 20 people, that doesn't happen. Right. If you're in a group of 20 people, guys will not tell what the problems are that they're dealing with. When you get in a smaller group, so that's what we're starting to say is best practices. Well, don't think discipleship's gonna occur if you're sitting in a church. That's not where it occurs. Don't think it's going to occur if you're in a group of 20. It'll occur more. It's really going to occur once you get smaller groups and you're saying, well, these are some areas that I know a lot. Do I know 
as much as I hope to, and it, do I see it impact my heart and my hands? So if I can help kind of wrap up this whole conversation, where I hear you saying of kind of some of the next steps are, mm-hmm. yes, obviously attending corporate gatherings is, is a big starting point, just mm-hmm. regularly being in the Word yourself, sure. but then getting plugged into something smaller, yeah. um, join a community group if you're not a part of one, yeah. and then if you are a part of a community group, what are those other discipleship opportunities where it's more one-on-one, one-on-two, instead of just the 15, 20-person gatherings? It's, that's where relationships are building and growing, mm-hmm. and then discipleship can even be beyond that. So what what is the leadership team's uh, next steps? As you guys are on that team and you're, you've been talking about this, and here we are in this episode presenting it to the entire body of saying, yeah, this is kind of where... Um, the, the discipleship ministry, if you call it that, is going. It's not a program. <laughs> there's not going to be curriculums. There's not going to be books that we're going to say, here's what you have to read as a whole church. What are really the next steps? I can tackle that. Um, so one of the things we're working on right now is to get a list of some resources, right? Because um, we, we believe that there are people within our group who say, yeah, I'm catching the vision of where you guys are going. And you know what? As I'm in my small group, I noticed Joe over there. Uh, he mentioned several times that he and his wife or he and his kids, they're just really struggling. Boom. The light comes on. And here I am as a dad who has raised my kids. And I'm thinking, you know what? I could have lunch with Joe. So that's the number one thing we're calling people to do is to look for those opportunities where they say, I could step up in this situation and I think I've got something to offer. I don't know everything, but I think I got something to offer to Joe. And if Joe and I have a couple things in common with one another and he kind of trusts me, that is far better than the guy walking out of the pulpit and trying to shake a finger in Joe's face or say, Joe, let's have lunch. I see, I hear something's going on. Hmm. So it's those we're already in community with hmm. to start to say, I'm getting this vision um, and now I've got something to offer, but I, I, I'm looking for a resource, you know. So we're, we're putting together a list of resources. And there will be some that will say, if you're working with someone who's a brand spanking new believer, here are several different tools we'd suggest you might want to pick this up. Is the tool perfect? Nope. That's why you're there. And that's why you got God. But you start walking them through that particular, we got some booklets. We got a phone app. We got a phone app that is excellent. Maybe you start watching The Chosen. You know, all kinds of different resources like that, where you're going to now say, "I know how to get started." All right. Now you enter into a relationship, and you're deepening that relationship, and it's for the purpose of one one person helping another person grow. So look for those resources. Um, another thing we're going to be doing is challenging people who have any type of group is to say, are you only teaching in your group or are you also trying to get relationships? Hmm. And if you can break those down further and further into smaller groups, that's where the real win is. Hmm. I think too, resources, I think we're also wanting to be a resource. Personally, Mm -hmm. if somebody has their resource and they get stuck to know, hey, we're here, we can, there's multiple people that are willing to sit down and go, hey, maybe you could go here next, or maybe you mm-hmm. could, maybe this is like just to know you're not out there on your own that that we're all here. Yeah, I mean, 
when I could give out all your contact information here, but you just contact the church office. Sure, absolutely. And exactly. just hunt down and be like, hey, yeah. I heard about this, and I want to talk well, about some next steps. Tim, Tim can We'll give out his contact guide. information, <laughs> absolutely. Tim <Exactly>. S. <laughs> at FBCVA. Well, and you know, you think about it, the, the home center. Home center is yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. There's all kinds of resources there. Think about the counseling ministry, which is now soul care mm -hmm. at the church. That is discipleship yeah mm. all right so there we have a lot of resources we have a lot of people who are doing this think about we do pre-marriage counseling that's discipleship mm. we are a few steps ahead quite a few steps at this time for me um, ahead of this couple who's going into a marriage relationship and we say hey we're asking you to sit and meet with us and can we just share some things that we think are going to be pertinent to you at this phase in your life all right I love it, Marlon. You set me up here uh, just beautifully. I'll give you a quarter when we're done okay. because you mentioned the phrase soul care. Yeah. People are going to be scratching their heads when you yeah. said that. Mm. Um, our next episode in a couple of weeks will be um, breaking down that soul care ministry. And if you're wondering what that is, what that means, tune in because yeah. we'll be ready for that next episode so and it's the segue is perfect because it flows straight out of discipleship same thing and, and what that looks like so sue marlon thank you guys so much for being here yeah, again pleasure. once again right it's not as bad as it's all cracked up to be <laughs> to be in this podcast man. booth yeah. so um just keep letting us know what your thoughts are everyone watching and listening share your thoughts like we said contact the church office if there's something that really spoke to you through this conversation like man I really feel God calling me in this specific area. I hope he is calling you in that area because that's where we are all called to be. Look for those notes there. We'll put up those eight um, starting point, uh, just key big picture things to look at and uh, just dig into that. Be like, where, you know, where, where's my knowledge on any one of those given topics? So thank you for watching and listening. And uh, just know that, share this with your friends. By the way, we're on every podcast platform. YouTube, if you're watching, thanks for watching us on that. And uh, until we do chat again in a couple weeks, we'll talk about soul care. But let's let the Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. Mm -hmm.